0: Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. What's worth waiting for? Amen? What's worth waiting for? If I were to show you this bag and simply this bag alone might say it's not worth waiting for. But if I turned it around and said, this bag is gonna help you get to the Bahamas, is it worth waiting for? If you've never been to the Bahamas and you've desired to be on vacation, and this bag may send a message that says, I've been waiting on vacation, take me there. Maybe your vacation destination is Florida or maybe it's where your children are, or maybe it's here, but maybe it's something you say is worth waiting for. How about the sweetheart of your life, the dream guy, the dream woman, the dream job? Are any of those worth waiting for? Some of you who are in school, the dream teacher that's gonna give no homework, but all A's, is worth waiting for. All right? We all have different things that are worth waiting for, but I want you to imagine this day looking up into heaven and you see a figure just ascending up into the clouds and a bright light just shining down around us. Can you see the heavens opening up and say they've been waiting For Jesus to rise. What would you do if you saw that? What would touch your heart? How would you praise God if you saw him just rising up into heaven? Why did I pass you this cross around? On the back of this cross is a word called hope. It's a funny shaped little cross. It's not the traditional long shaped skinny funny Odd. It's not even a cross that's made from wood. It didn't, wasn't taken from the tree. But it has a story of rising up. A couple years back, I was in a hurricane. And in that hurricane, I waited for the pause. I waited for the sunshine. I waited for the sun to come back out of a cloudy day. And when the sun came back and we were in the midst of going back home, we saw a city destroyed. I waited for trash trucks to pick up junk. I waited for a new spirit. I waited for the smell of death to be gone. I waited for the Lord. And he heard my cry. This cross is a cross made by a sister friend of mine. And out of all the broken glasses from her church and out of all the rubbish from around the things that were precious in her church, she began to collect little pieces and ask God to reformulate things that were so precious unto them. For each of us that had been involved in the storm, she gave us a cross of a different shape. Little broken pieces that she put into the kiln and melted down and, and made into something new. And this cross has a little flower in it, just a little bit of color. Got little speckles of red that reminds me of the blood of Jesus Christ. But the day that I waited for the sun to come, We were in a meeting, and she gave me this cross in my hand. And she said, Jackie, God is going to speak to you through a moment of hope. You don't have a day without sunshine. You have a day where the light of God is so bright. She reminded me what it's like to wait on the Lord, what it's like to ask for your strength to be renewed, what it's like to say my heart is broken and I need God right now. On this Ascension Sunday, why do we lift this up right now? Because it is a reminder to us that 40 days after Jesus Christ rose from the dead, He encountered people just like you and me. He encountered his disciples and in those encounters he reminded them of what he had told them when he was yet alive. The spirit will come. I'm sending you a comforter. You will not always know but I will be present with you always. Therefore, I offer you hope. I offer you love. I offer you an understanding that he is worth waiting for so pastor king why do we go here today what are you trying to say to us in this ascension moment the sermon title is simply worth the wait the subtitle is look up for the hookup amen look up for the hookup you gotta look unto god to say help me see what i'm waiting for and if we're truthful with ourselves every time we look at something we waiting for the hookup hook us up jesus Help us out, Jesus. I'm looking up to see what's going to happen. Would you rain down something? Offer me some hope. So the hope this day is the hookup from Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm waiting for something. So I'm a looker for the hookup. Turn to yourself and say, hey, I've been waiting, Jesus. I'm looking for the hookup. Why is that important? Because at some point in our life, we've been waiting for Jesus to rain down on us. We've been waiting for Jesus to call our name. We've been waiting for Jesus to reveal the plan. And at the end of the day, we're like, is this the plan? Is this when you're coming back? Is this when you say life will be transformed into newness? Is this when I start my new life? Is it today? Could you hurry up? I'm looking for the hookup. As Christians, as people walking on this journey, we've got to be honest with ourselves from time to time. We are struck with a moment of impatience. Can I tell the truth? We're struck with it. We're like, I've been on this journey. It's taken a while. I'm hoping for Jesus, but hey, I'm looking for the hookup. What is it that I'm waiting for? Well, I stopped by here today. We're waiting to worship a risen Savior. But why are we waiting? What is the wait about? The wait is about getting to know God. The wait is about understanding what we've been called to do. The wait is about the preparation and the transformation. The wait is about cleansing our heart. The wait is about getting the hope. Well, you see, if you turn with me and you look at the book of Acts, you'll you'll get a chance to go back and check it out. But go back and look at verses 8 through 11 and, and verse 14. And, and I just want you to be reminded of what these verses are telling us about. For at the end of it all, what are they trying to tell us about the ascension of Jesus Christ? It says that you will receive the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you. And they... He will call you into the witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria. And then this is the part that gets to us. Every end of the earth. He knew there would be a segment that included us and we're part of the ends of the earth. We are not in Judea. We are not in Samaria. So we can't take ourselves out of the equation because he's speaking to us right where we are in our own places, in our own spaces, our own houses, our own situations, and even our own impatience. While they were looking up, a cloud took Jesus out of their sight. And then a man in a white robe, two men in a white robe, were puzzled, said to us, because the men of Galilee, the people who were looking up for the hookup, they were puzzled, and he says, why you keep looking up there? For when he returns, it's on his time. So part of what this is about is recognizing that he has given us insight right now. But even though he's been lifted up, he is sitting on the right hand of father, which come to judge of quicken the dead. He is where he said he would be. He is sending a comforter. Next Sunday, we will lift up Pentecost. A lot of people wonder, what is Pentecost all about? Pentecost is that moment where the Holy Spirit descended, that promise that he said would come forth, came down upon the world, the earth, the whole being, and it set the world on fire. The Holy Spirit rubbed up and said, what have you been waiting for? I'm trying to help you know that you are comforted. My friend's words were very comforting to remind me that hope is possible. My friend's words reminded me, for truly I was gazing out the window and many a day after the storm. After helping people and knowing that God was moving, my heart was troubled because it seemed like things weren't happening quick enough. For you see, during the rising of Jesus Christ into heaven, it was 40 days that he walked around and touched the lives of his disciples. Has he ever walked around in your space? And you didn't know who he was and then all of a sudden he just disappeared. Maybe it was a coworker that you did not like but all of a sudden was very nice to you. And by the grace of God, he moved on your life and you said, what is this about? But in reality, we have to remember that God is doing things right now. But where this sermon is going What's worth waiting for are answered prayers. In this passage, he reminds his disciples, he reminds the people of that day that they ought to pray for one another. So I say to you this morning, have you prayed for somebody else's need? Have you prayed for somebody else's tears? Have you prayed for somebody else's issues? Are you just walking around focused on your own hope? your own situation, your own hookup. You looking up the hookup and you saying, oh, y'all get y'alls the best way you can, but I just want to stop by here to say, are you praying? For if all of us are sitting here today, somebody prayed for us. We had a praying mama. We had a praying daddy. We had a praying grandmother. We had a praying uncle, a brother, or a sister, or a pookie, or play mama, or somebody that prayed for us so our lives would be changed. We're not just sitting here by happenstance. We're not sitting here because we're just so great of a people. We're sitting here as a power and a testament of what prayer can do. In the midst of it all, when Jesus ascended into heaven, that was an answered prayer. That was the fulfillment of a promise. Has anybody ever promised something to you and you're afraid that they haven't fulfilled it yet, so you've decided you're just not going to speak about it anymore? Why do I put in here? Because sometimes the hookup that we are praying for is is not what God is asking us to pray about. Sometimes what we're asking in God's name is to just hook a situation up. We don't want to do the work. We don't want to be involved. We don't want to be a part of the answer to the prayer that he is answering right now. We're just trying to get the hookup. Well, this morning I have to tell you there's an investment in prayer. There was a time when an older woman said to me, just, baby, pray without ceasing. And what crossed my mind, I said, she must be special. Did she expect me to walk around talking to myself all the time like I'm half crazy? But pray without ceasing is a lifestyle. Pray without ceasing is a mindset. Pray without ceasing is something that you take on in a different kind of way. On my graduation from seminary, my degree was only a few minutes short. It hadn't even been that old. I had prayed for the hookup and the hookup finally came and I walked across the state, but I was coming back from a celebration. And the street was black and there was smoke everywhere. And before me was an accident. You know how God's timing is perfect. He had me leave the event so I wouldn't be involved in the accident, but I was the first one to see the accident. I said to Donnell, I said, you need to pull over. Can you knock on a neighbor's door? Can you tell somebody? Can you send the ambulance? Because somebody in here is dying. I called upon the Holy Spirit. I called upon the Most High God because at that moment, it wasn't about my education. It was about the ability to call on the Most High God. So I asked you this morning, when was the last time you had a conversation with Jesus? Did you have it only because you needed something? Or did you have it because you were willing to pray to him and ask him to be who he is calling you to be? Do you know what Jesus looks like? If I would ask you to turn and look at yourself in the mirror, can you see God in you? Can you see the Holy Spirit reigning upon you? Can you see what it says in that passage in Peter? that he came to reside in you. Is he residing in you? Is he presiding in you? Are you so focused on the hookup that you can't see his protective spirit? Can't you see the coverage that he has? Oh, you can't see it with the human eye. But get up close. You know, like Big Mama used to say when she was getting ready to tighten you up, come close. Come real close. I want you to feel my breath upon you. For the Holy Spirit wants us to know that his presence is with us all the time. For he has already transcended down. And the conversation of prayer is a conversation with Jesus, is a conversation with the most high God, is a conversation with the Holy Spirit. You are talking and they are talking back. But are you listening? Or are you just praying to look up for the hookup and you took your listening ears off? You know, when you was little and your mama said, I need you to listen up. And I don't know what it was. My daddy only had to say things one time, but my mother had to repeat a little bit with me. Probably it was more about my ears than what she was saying. It wasn't about the tone or anything. But when she would say, come close, she got my attention. When my daddy would walk in the room, his presence would get my attention. There were certain ways he put his hands on his body that just said, I'm serious right now. He had a certain walk. He had a certain lean. He had a certain stature that would just say, don't play. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he wasn't playing with us. When he said that there would be a Holy Spirit coming upon us, he wasn't playing with us. We look up for the hookup, but then we don't want to have the conversation. So what is this sermon really all about? I'm asking that you wait and hear from Jesus. How do you actually wait? Humble yourself. Cast your anxiety upon him for he really cares about you. Discipline yourself. We know about discipline, but we struggle with what it means. We do it for two days, we do it for three days, but that fourth day, that discipline can get kinda tough. So I invite you, even though it's fun, it's it's great, but discipline yourself to have a time to talk with God. Talk to him all the time, but have some personal time that's just you and God. And then at the end of it all, on this part of your spiritual journey, take time to listen. God is speaking all the time through signs and wonders, through testimonies of others, and we're too busy with the mirror right up here that we forget he can talk to us through other people. Last but not least, what are you really waiting for? I think some of us are waiting for a shake-up more than just a hook-up. Some of us are waiting for the thunderous sound I invite you to seek God for he has already ascended into heaven and the spirit of the living God has felt fallen upon us and has given us rest, peace, love new life and grace we have learned how to wait in the Lord, we have recognized that our suffering is testing us, if you're in a test, say amen if something is testing your life right now, say amen, if you're in a situation where you know that you are being tested, say amen but isn't it good news that In due time, in due season, in a little while, the grace of God will ascend upon us and what we were supposed to learn, we will learn and we will walk through this with fire and tenacity and the ability to be hooked up with our purpose. I invite you to get to the other side. But I tell you, it's all about God's time and I can't make you get there, I can't pull you through, but I can invite you to be willing to walk through the fire And realize that you won't be burned, but you will be renewed. You will be restored. I'll leave you with this. Anybody ever in here got in trouble at the house? And your mama said, I'm not going to whip you behind right now. I'm going to get back to you. And that wait for a little while was almost so painful because you knew she was getting rested up or daddy was adjusting some things. And it would come at the oddest times that they would tighten up the situation. You'd almost say, could you do it now? Get it out of the way. But they would wait on that particular time for your suffering was stretched out just a tad bit. But when it was all said and done, whatever that was over, we tended not to do that no more. Because just what it had, you know, you know, the hurt on our mind and the hurt on other areas of our body just was like a double duo hurt. And that suffering was something else. It just shook us up. But when we got straight for the Lord in our house, we did something different. So I say to you this morning. Jesus is worth the wait. And I invite you to expect that he will transform your life. I invite you to realize that he is an awesome wonder. But I also invite you to realize that he has risen for the sole purpose of reconciling us, restoring us, renewing us, and saving us. For this day... We are salvageable, lovable, and willing. Jesus is worth waiting for. Will you look up for the hookup? Let us pray. Too many times we take the easy way out, Father. We hide in shame and we avoid connecting to the body of Christ. We bury ourselves in work. We bury ourselves in other situations. Yet our sin goes untouched. Father God, I thank you this day that you've offered us grace and mercy and love. We come to you today with courage to ask, how can we run this race? Even when we're in trouble, we humble ourselves and we go upon bended knee. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Guide us through repentance that leads to reconciliation and forgiveness that is given from you. Please repeat after me, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We seek forgiveness as we repent for our sins. Lord, we thank you that we believe in you. In God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God, we are forgiven. Today is a new day. Today is a glorious day. If you are not in a relationship with Jesus Christ, I invite you to consider new faith as a place to walk out your spiritual journey. If you're already connected to the body, if you're already in a relationship, I invite you to continue to go to God and pray that he would give you guidance and direction. For he is true to his word, and he asks us when we look up and we talk unto him, he will give us the hookup. So if you're seeking him in a brand new kind of way, don't be afraid to say, God, help me out. Help me in my pain. Help me in my anguish. Help me in my situation. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. We are going to experience communion today. And communion is a sacrament of grace. God's grace has been extended unto us. So as I prepare that I could offer this table for you for communion this day, hear these words to minister to your heart as Lisi offers a word of praise. In Jesus' name. Amen.